<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about Invincible season one, season which one. Uh, I don't know if you guys haven't seen it. Maybe you're not the wrong channel because <laughs> <laughs> you should be. You should have watched it by now. You should have sat there and said, hey, it's awesome or it's terrible or whatever. All of that should be done now. If anything, you should just be watching it because that meme is still going strong. Oh, that meme is out of control. There's a Daredevil season three meme with that, where it's Daredevil in a black suit as yeah. Omni Man, yeah, and Dex in the Daredevil suit as Invincible, yeah. and he's just like, uh, "Fisk killed your wife. Think about it, Dex." <laughs> <laughs> or no, it, oh, think about it. Yeah, he killed Jessica. It's so obvious, and you're just like, I like. I, I was, if it wasn't because I was already into season two by the time, or season one, actually, when I saw that meme, I was like, I would have been like, guys, like, fuck off with this shit. But I'll let that one slide for now. Yeah. Um, Invincible season one from Amazon. Finally, my favorite comic book being adapted for something. Um, yeah. Um, I got to say, though, animation is probably the best bet. Animation was the right way to go. I know they still got a live action movie like in the works. I, I it might happen now because of the success of this, but it's hard to say. I don't see it's, them like it's going to cost so much to make Invincible, and for it to be that violent, it's going to have to be R. And do you put that much money into an R-rated superhero movie? Uh, I mean, you can because of Daredevil, not Daredevil, uh, Deadpool. I meant to say Deadpool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Deadpool is obviously an outlier, but we're also talking about. You're right, like budget, budget wise, like to do it yeah. justice, yeah, you'd have to, I would say, easily 250 to 300 million. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna and, go all out with it to space, and and that's just it, right? Like, it's not budget. just it's contained all on Earth, it's yeah. it's Mars, it's you know, it's Earth, it's primarily Earth, but then it's also just the animation, like how these things look how they react and yep. uh, the violence. It has to be, has to be violent, you know? It's gotta be. That's, they that's couldn't do a, they couldn't do like a PG 13 or a 14 a, it would have to be a hard R. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's entirely possible. Like I shouldn't say that they can't do it after seeing this though. And knowing that it's what it's already like picked up for three seasons. Yeah. They got, <laughs> Two more in the works now. And I guarantee you by the time the second one is done, they'll probably be picked up for five, and then that might be it. I mean, I yeah. I see it going five seasons, give or take, um, depending on how they, they do the stories. But, like, especially I mean, the end. Yeah. I don't know. Like the this, end is going to be interesting. This was eight episodes, and, it, it like, it flew. It flew through issues. Yeah. Like, it's kind of... As a comic fan from the beginning, I do prefer the pacing of the comic. But I mean, like we were saying before, it's a totally different audience for the TV show. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. That, that super quick pacing. So, well, I mean, first I was surprised it was eight episodes, but I guess that's uh, Amazon's calling. They're yeah. eight. Eight episodes, one hour. I mean, that's long. An hour. That for, was, a, for I was surprised. Long. Yeah. Like 42 minutes or something like that. I was like, whoa, that's impressive. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it. One thing I liked though, it never felt rushed. No, 
and it never dragged. So like you're way more familiar with his story than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a good chunk uh, enough to be like, oh, okay. What I found interesting, which I thought was kind of neat was because I knew uh, that Omni-Man, you know, killed the guardians of the, or the department of guardians and galaxy justice or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> uh, the galactic defenders. I think that's what it was. Gal- guardians of the globe. Guardians of the globe. I was, I was coming up very close, very close. Uh, so the guardians, of the globe, like I knew that Omni-Man killed them, but it was surprising that they showed it right away. They didn't yeah. like hide that it was him. It was full on like, boom, it's him. So then it was kind of interesting where you go, well, now how does this play out? You know? Yeah. Yeah, because in, uh, in, the, in the comic, they didn't show to death and they played it as a mystery. And I think, I don't think Omni-Man revealed himself to like issue 10 or something like that. So like, you know, there's a long yeah. time there, but there was a lot of, a lot of like Mark related stories to fill it in. And with the show, they went way into Invincible and kind of left a lot of the Mark stuff to the side. Uh, yeah, it, it almost, it actually felt more like literally two sides of the same coin with Omni-Man and Mark. So they were telling both sides of the story. Yeah. Whereas the comic book is very much Mark's focus and Nolan is in the background doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, for a guy that read uh, a good chunk of the comic books, that was kind of refreshing. So it wasn't just like a cut and paste, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, plus it's, it's really hard to fault them because when you get JK Simmons. Oh, he was a perfect you know, choice for, for Nolan. And yeah. <laughs> oh man. When I saw that cast list, I was like, okay, all right. I got, I got absolutely no complaints. That's no the most compl- epic cast list for an animated TV series ever. It's massive. It's massive. I'm actually like, I ended up going to the opposite side. I, I tried to include yeah. as many as I could. I think I only left off one or two, uh, guest voices just cause I was like, uh, I'm good. Yeah, that's I'm out of good. control now. <laughs> you know, and especially because, like, in some cases, you've got like one guy voices like three different characters. Technically, two, but still three. Yeah. But yeah, so like we we can uh, we'll we'll do the general rundown, which is yeah. Invincible, which was uh, created by Robert Kirkman, based on Invincible by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. Um, mm-hmm. And props for Wikipedia for including all three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Corey Walker is technically the co-creator, but Otley yeah. came in like issue seven and basically and then just created took the it from the there. Universe, so yeah, exactly. And I mean, like the cool part is, is that both artists are just close enough. Yeah. Where if you didn't know, you might mistake it. But I mean, like I could tell, but it was still just like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. And and Otley's uh, oh. Like, yeah, early Otley was drawing a lot closer to Walker, I think, to not to make it not so jarring. And then but it like, just kind of bled he into his developed own. his own thing like throughout that whole run. And oh yeah. Um, so it was directed by three guys. Okay, so Paul Firminger, Robert Valley, and Jeff Allen. And then Jeff Allen served as a uh, co-director on a lot of these episodes. So the episodes that he didn't direct himself, he was mm-hmm. co-director. Nice. Okay, uh, whew, this is where it gets long. All right, we brace yourself. Everyone get in. I got a drink. Okay, 
All right. So we've got uh, Steve Ewan as Mark Grayson slash Invincible. J.K. Simmons as uh, Nolan Grayson slash Omni-Man. Sandra O oh as Debbie Grayson, the mother and wife of Mark and, uh, yeah, Mark and Nolan, uh, respectively. Yep. <laughs> my order was good. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites, Jillian Jacobs as Eve Wilkins uh, slash Adam Eve. Mm-hmm. Also, one of my favorite characters uh, in the entire book, actually. I love Adam Eve. I loved everything they did. with. I even loved when they had her gain weight. Yep. And it was oh, God. a mainstay. And yeah. it wasn't just like it wasn't gone. like a one issue thing. Like it was yeah. at least probably a full year of comics. It was a gradual gain, and mm-hmm. then it was a gradual loss. Like that was really cool. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they do something like that in the comic books or in the cartoon, depending on how long this goes. We've got uh, Andrew Reynolds as uh, William Clockwell, the best friend to Mark Grayson, mm-hmm. uh, B movie character actor. One of a kind, Walter Goggins as Cecil Stedman. And this surprised me because when I was hearing the voice, I was like, that's familiar. I couldn't place him. And then when I, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's because he's not really doing his normal Walter Goggins stuff. So he's kind of acting with, he's actually playing a character, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then we've got uh, Chris Diamantopoulos as Donald Ferguson. A random security guy. Like John Hamm was uh, one of the CIA agents and he was in for half an episode. I didn't write him down because I was like, <laughs> but this is where it gets interesting. So we've got uh, Zachary Quinto and Ross Marquand as Rob Robot and Rudolph Rudy Connors. Mm-hmm. And this was really cool because, like, when Rudy was talking, I was like, that's not Zachary Quinto, right? And then when I found out it was Ross Marquand, I was like, oh, that's cool. Fucking Red Skull represent. Um, And then we've got the one, the only, Jason Manzoukas, who I know that it's Jason Manzoukas, but he's always Pimento for me. Yeah. (laughs) He really is. always Pimento. (laughs) And, you know, he was in uh, Parks and Rec, and his character was hilarious in Parks and Rec. Uh, And then he's in The League. And his character is hilarious in the league. I think I told you about the league, right? Yep. yep. But he's Pimento for me. I yep. think that's his best role, his best like off the wall character. Because Pimento is just a good guy. He's just fucked. Oh yeah. He's yeah, fucked he's like- from being undercover in the mob for so long. So <laughs> you can't fault him for that. But he's one of my favorites. Uh, we got Malaise Zhao as Duplicate. Um, Gray Griffin as Shrinking Ray. Mm-hmm. Kevin Michael Richardson, who is a mainstay in voiceover work or voice acting. Yeah, voice acting. He plays Amanda, Monster Girl, and the Mahler twins. Yep. Now, uh, Young Justice, Young Justice, Carrie Payton is Marcus Grimshank, Black Samson. Zazie Beats is Amber Bennett, the mm-hmm. girlfriend to or sort of girlfriend i guess at the by the end of season one <laughs> I don't from mark grayson i don't yeah. know what you call her um we've got these are uh the le- next two are big ones big ones but i'm so glad every time i hear this guy i'm like yes and that's motherfucking clancy brown oh that voice i like, love clancy brown if i'm clancy brown what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna just read lines like crazy 
in yeah. that voice. Just read lines. Doesn't matter for what. I'm just going to read lines, okay? And then I'm just going to release them upon my death. So that way, if they ever go, you know what? I want the guy from Highlander to say some stuff. And they go, oh, Clancy Brown? Yeah, he passed away. But what? his estate has allowed anyone who wanted to to just pull from thousands of lines of dialogue. I don't know what he did in the last couple of years, except record lines of dialogue. This is incredible. So that's cool. And also, uh, the same can be said for Mark Hamill, who played Art Rosenbaum, the suit maker for all the superheroes. He's another one that should just... He's different, though, but he's got to do lines in his voice. He's got to do lines in the Joker voice. Mm -hmm. And then he's got to do lines in, like, one of the other voices that he does that isn't quite Mark Hamill is isn't quite the Joker. Yeah. But he should do the same. And then finally, um, just for shits and giggles, Seth Rogen as Alan the Alien, who honestly, uh I after hearing him, I was like, yeah, there's no one else that could be Alan the Alien. Yeah. It's perfect. It's it's, so it's perfect. absolutely perfect. Now I pictured Alan the Alien more of like a, oh hey buddy, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, you know, I mean that's kind of how they, they make it look, but uh yeah. I'm glad that it was Seth Ro- Rogan, and I was—I almost said Seth Rollins. <laughs> but yeah, know, so Ro- Rogan was so perfect, and I mean, well, he—he's he, a huge Invincible fan, eh? He's a huge comic book fan. Like, he's like, also the reason why the Preacher show got off the ground. And I actually still have to watch that all the way through. Yep. So I only watched the first handful of episodes. Yep. It was on A and E, and it was on a weird night, so it was hard to follow it. Yeah, he did Preacher. He's—he's the—he's signed on as screenwriter for the Invincible film which and, i mean and, it's smart to get your name attached to that yeah series, so yeah exactly so yeah so that wasn't too bad i mean that i thought it was going to be uh more aggressive than that but no we're that's pretty good yeah it wasn't there's like i think maybe four or five people that i didn't include even though i mentioned john Hamm <laughs> <laughs> or john ham is it john ham or hey i don't know yeah yeah, it's I was John really Hamm. happy to hear, uh, like, there, there, there is some really big names in here, right? Yeah. But Michael Dorn was perfect as Battle Beast. That's the one I missed. I knew I was missing one, and I was like, oh. That was a great voice for Battle Beast. I'm well, I'm still a little, a little iffy on the introduction of Battle Beast in season one. Um, actually, I think it works because they're obviously going to have him come back and when he yeah. comes back it's going to be like oh yeah yeah oh yeah because now problem, like though, my problem was the timing of it because mark mm-hmm. literally gets butchered heals up and then immediately gets his ass whipped by his dad like there there was okay for, for a show called invincible he's not really showing how invincible he can be you know what i mean yeah no that's fair but i mean that's also one of the things I liked about the comic book too, is that, yeah, he's called invincible, but he gets his fucking ass handed to him quite a bit. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's like, he's fucked like in the hot, like that was probably one of the things that always threw me was that because they work so closely with the government, he's in government facility hospitals. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I remember the first, uh, comic book when i read it and that happened i was like oh yeah that's crazy because like they always talk about in the comic books like batman you take it for granted that uh alfred's a field nurse but also there's uh leslie Tompkins if it's really bad right or in the daredevil uh, mcu there's the night nurse 
you know? Yep. Which I'm, you know, and I know that Claire in the Marvel's Netflix universe was to be the night nurse, which was smart. Um, For sure. But they, but you kind of just take it for granted, right? Because most of the people we're talking about have like super fast healing or they're aliens, you know, like, uh, like, have you seen Superman in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Mm, no. Yeah, Superman Returns, I think, is the only time I ever saw him in the hospital. But I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they're using the pads on him and they're trying to put needles in him. I'm like, it's fucking Superman. Like, why would you even try that? Oh, I can't believe the needles they bent on his skin. Oh, it it's so weird. It's crazy. So weird. But the guy's fucking bulletproof. But yeah, sure. Um, but anyway, um, so right off the bat, um, like I'm, I'm going off the memory bank on this. Yep. First episode, fantastic. Such a good introduction. The um, the music is amazing. The the cinematography of the animation is amazing. Oh yeah. The um the flying stuff just looks gorgeous. It looks yeah gorgeous. The little the thing flying stuff where, where, where someone's about to say invincible and then the titles pop up and they do that's that one of my favorites. Episode. That is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. I and like bearing degrees of blood on the logo. I was yeah. like, that is so cool. and, and I'm glad they kept that going. And yeah. if they keep that going into season two, I'm all for it. Maybe in season three they might want to lay off, but in season two, I'm like, yep, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, bring it. But I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um I like there's so much that I like. It's really hard to pinpoint it, but even just like, I like that we got to see Mark go through the same stuff he did in the comic books. Yeah. It's a little bit more sped up. What, Cause like, like this isn't like Superman mm-hmm. where Clark is raised up to, you know, use his powers for good, yeah. but to keep it in secret, to, to not celebrate it, to just, you know, keep your head down. And when you can't help people, Whereas, you know, with Mark, it's different where he's because he knows his dad's a superhero. So he's like, I'm going to get superpowers. So yeah. he's like super pumped and he's like, yeah, I'll get superpowers. And then he doesn't get them. And then he's like, oh, right. So it's kind of like a, a switch where he's like, he really wants the powers because he wants the the fame and glory, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and but then when he finally gets it, you're like, all right, that's cool. He's I like how they happy. I'm so happy the reveal is is the same reveal from the comic too. Where he I was just gonna say, I, li- I like that too. Where he throws the bag of oh, garbage. Man, God, I laughed so hard in the comic when I read that, and and to see it here, <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, thank God they kept that. <laughs> and that's such a great way to introduce like that he's getting powers because like like I've talked about this with you uh, and I think on our campus a bunch of times too, where like it's crazy. Like we take it for granted because it's comic books and stuff, but in real life you're that strong, you have to compensate to just open a door like a normal human being yeah. to interact interact with people on a normal level. So in his case, he's just thrown this garbage can, or garbage like he always has, and now it's like launched into orbit. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, the stuff with flying, when they're teaching the flying, I thought was really cool too. It was yeah. really cool. Uh, and you mentioned the flying scenes, the, fly, the flying fight scenes. If we could see that in a superhero movie, I would be like, we were close with Man of Steel, very close with Man of Steel for having a really cool fight scene when they're flying. But this one, it's just like, 
Ooh, we're close. We're so close. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the changes to the characters, I don't really mind any of them because, I mean, obviously anyone that's watching the TV show and, and has never read the comic, it just seems normal to them. But yeah, people like me that have read it from the beginning, there's a lot of changes. Well, yeah, like I forgot um, that uh, that Amber was white. Amber was white. Um, I, I mean, that didn't really, that didn't bug me. Um, Amber was kind of like, she was an, an important character at first, and then she kind of just got written off in the comic. Which I think is going to happen here. Uh, well, it's hard to say. I mean, the way they're... They it is both, hard to say, because it totally is also Zazie Beats, too. totally changed the way the character is played in this. I don't like her. Everyone's going to say, but she's a strong female. Well, I think she's pretty... I, but I mean, I don't know. I, I actually didn't mind her up until the reveal of Invincible. Yeah, because when he revealed in the comics, like that was a funny reveal. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. It's totally switched here. She's like, oh, I know, I don't give a fuck kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And like when I was thinking about it at first, I was like, oh, that's kind of refreshing because normally when it happens, they, they're like, oh, that explains everything. Yeah. Oh, and then they're just like, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Keep uh, doing what you're doing. And just, uh, you know, whereas yeah. where she was just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. That doesn't give me an excuse to be an asshole. And it was just like, oh, oh, yeah. But then <laughs> it's funny because immediately after that, I was like, yeah, but like, really, couldn't you give him something for that? Like, wouldn't you let some of that shit slide? Because now you know why. It's not you like know? he just disappeared. He literally saved her life as invincible. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and it's like, so, like, I understand being like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. That doesn't give you an excuse to be an asshole. And you're like, yeah, you're right. But he's also, it's not like he's sneaking around with other women or, or yeah. stealing or being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's trying to protect the earth. Yeah. Primarily the city that he lives in, but, you know, earth ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, the speed up with the uh, robot though, that was surprising. Yeah. They really sped that stuff up. Like, uh, and at first it was, immediately. Kind of, it was jarring. It was jarring at first. Cause like, it was like, what episode two, they start showing it. Yeah. They, they start. And it's not even like they're subtly hinting at it. No, they're, they show you hit, they show him grabbing DNA and you're just like, why the fuck would he, and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was ultimately okay with that. Uh, what I don't like in the show, <clears throat> which people are going to say, what's the big deal? I don't like the cursing. The cursing, I don't like the cursing. There's so many f- F-bombs in the show, so many fucks dropped, especially by Rexplode. And it, it really it really threw me off at first because in the comic, there is one fuck said throughout the whole series. And it's a big moment where you're like, fuck and then mark says and you're like exactly and it, yeah it really really nailed it for me um yeah it's yeah that's right actually yeah there tons was of gore yeah. you should tons of gore and everything in the comic but never was there swearing <laughs> so to hear it every episode i was kind of like yeah i don't okay I don't really like it. didn't really like it. um it didn't bother me like i it didn't bother me at all in all honesty but um if i was in your shoes it would because I forgot all about the fact that it was literally only one fuck in the whole sh- in the whole comic book. Yeah. So yeah, it is a bit different. So in that case, yes, it would be jarring. 
Um, but coming from like Pimento, or sorry, Rexplode, let's face it, that guy can say whatever the hell he wants. Oh yeah. 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 No, he's but I think I think that's partly all uh, the Seth Rogen stuff too. Seth Rogen being involved, I think that's partly why we got much more language. And I think it might also be the fact that they're like, yeah, it's a rated R cartoon. Like, fuck yeah. Cut loose, yeah. Yeah, but now you know what? I'm going to be more co- conscious of it, and it might actually bug me in the later episodes. Yeah, there's just there, there's moments where like every second where it was fucking, I'm just like, oh my god, like it's just. <laughs> uh, uh, it, I'm really people feel, I'm swear, really, right? It, it feels weird. It feels weird to be like, finally, my favorite comic and character is. Oh my god! What? I just thought of it. Anton Chigurh. Anton Chigurh. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. Anton Chigurh. Oh, that was good. That was good. Sorry, I didn't mean to steam all your thought, but I was just, uh, I wasn't listening. So. I was just going off. I was just going off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, um, um, I know. And it's tougher for you because, like, this is, like, your your baby. Like, you yeah. literally, first issue to last issue, you probably uh, cried at the last issue. Oh, I cried, when, I cried when the last issue was announced as being the last issue. I was like, <laughs> what? I thought, I thought I had my Savage Dragon like you had. I thought I could read that thing for the rest of my life. Which is funny because when I, I got back into reading Savage Dragon, I'm I'm good. I'm okay. It, I uh, it's too uh, too political and stuff now, eh? <clears throat> it, no, it's not even. It no, it's not no. even. It's not even just that. It's just it's. Uh, it's hard to say exactly. I mean. Well, okay, so they they ramped up the sex in the book. Big time. (laughs) Big time. So, and I mean, I've always kind of had an issue with the sex and, like, blatant sex in comic books. Yeah. Because I'm always just like, we don't really need to, like, I don't need to see uh, Malcolm Dragon holding his wife like this, like porno style, eating her out. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see that. Uh, They have three kids. I know they're having sex. I don't need to see it. Yeah, you know, I don't, and it's like, like at one point, it was Malcolm, his girlfriend at the time, getting it on with his uh, stepsister, not by blood, right? Yeah, all at the same time. I and I think he actually ends up getting both of them pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was just like. Uh, okay, all right, and then I go to the next issue, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's more, more sex and more sex. Yeah, there's like, so much sex. I remember I was reading the solicitations for Image like a couple, couple of years ago, and I came across Savage Dragon, and it said cover A, cover B, X-rated variant or X poly, X-rated polybagged variant, and I was like, what the fuck? And it's just like this, yeah, super fucking. <laughs> I'm not that doesn't surprise me that doesn't surprise me like even just like him moving to Canada like it's not as not that political yes the actual act of him leaving the United States because of Trump is a political statement yeah you know and uh I don't blame him for for wanting to move to Canada in that regard 
too bad COVID hit and he had to stay in Oakland. <laughs> but uh, still, like, and that that was a, that was actually a harder one than to watch a cartoon based on Savage Dragon and being like, oh, I just hate this. Or they made so many changes. It was harder to get back into the book and be like, yes, fucking rights, you know, and then just being like, oh, I think I've outgrown this book. That's what it was. I felt like I outgrown the book. Okay. You know, where I, now I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm almost 40. And like I said, right at the beginning, I don't need to see cartoon characters getting it on. You know, I don't need to see like fucking lady vagina. I don't know why I said lady vagina. <laughs> I guess technically there are man, man vaginas out there. Manginas. Because yeah, they're, they're transitioning. So I guess there is that. But uh, it's, it's not something I need to see in a comic book, you know? I, I, I feel the or, same way. Or unless it's like, like, remember when we go to Comics Plus? And there was that erotic comic book section, and those were all bagged up, and you couldn't read those ones. Yep. Unless it was like that, like you're specifically writing a superhero sex book. Yeah. That's different. Because then I then I go, okay, well, if I'm reading this, it's because I've chosen to check this out, or I've chosen to to buy this book, as opposed to like, oh, you know, I'll just check out what uh, Malcolm Jr. or Malcolm Dragon's up to now, and then go, oh, he's. Right. Having an orgy. Okay. The books transitioned into something totally different. Yeah. And I I don't I don't want creators to keep doing the same thing over and over again. I want ultimately creators to do what they feel is art for them. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. But you know what I did do? I went on Twitter and I flamed him like crazy. Did you really? I, I doxed him on Twitter. I doxed him on Instagram. I doxed him. I, I was just like I can't believe anybody would read this filth. You shouldn't put this out. You fucking just kidding. I didn't do any of those things. I just stopped reading the book. I literally just read the book when, Oh, this is not for me. And then I stopped reading the book. And then I went about my day. At first I was like, wow, did you really do that? And then you kept I going. Know. And I was like, Oh I yeah, no, I know where this is leading. <laughs> yeah. No death threats. No, no nothing. Too, Cause no. like when you meet Larson in real life, he's just such like a, like a, a shy very laid back kind of dude. So yeah, he seems like just such him a sitting chill there dude. His weird drawing technique, just like drawing <laughs> yeah. vaginas and shit. Yeah, just like <laughs> weird vagina. Like, I mean, you know, his art is still great, you know, and he's still pushing his his art is like I would say better than it's been in the longest time. But yeah, it's just no longer for me. Hey, fuck the guy's doing two ongoings now. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. But he's, I, he's bringing back like Ant as an ongoing. Oh, well, I thought you were talking about North Force. But well, I think that's just a one shot. Yeah. And it's essentially just the same issue as the most recent dragon. Yeah. But the um, um he's doing Ant. It's got like interesting. four variant covers that he did all by himself. But it's getting all released. Pornos? The, yeah. Getting released the same month as Savage Dragon. So he's doing two ongoings. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'll I'll check out Ant. I mean yeah. The only thing I will say about Larson too, though, is that like he and he he's admittedly like a, a Silver Age guy, so he's he's not looking to write the new age of comic books, and that's fine for him. But and but he's not trying to be anything else other than Eric Larson, so I can't fault him for that. No, I can't. Or fault, send him I mean, death threats or anything like guys. that. 
<laughs> McFarland's doing the same thing. Liefeld does the same. Like all those guys, the only one that consistently grows and stuff, but is Kirkman. But then he's like our age, right? He's not in his fifties. Yeah, like the rest of them. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so he grew up with the the age of comic books that we grew up with. Yeah, I believe was the golden age or the platinum age. Yeah, plat platinum, platinum. Yeah, I think it's platinum. I think that's where we're at. Gold is older than silver. Oh, silver. There's gold, silver, and then platinum. I don't even think there was a bronze. I don't know. Gold is Whatever. the older age. Gold's the old age. Okay, so then bronze, we'd be bronze age then. Probably bronze. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when we were growing up, Spider-Man had been married the entire time. Right, exactly. In comic books, he was always with Mary Jane. And we knew who Gwen Stacy was, but it was never like a focal point for us. Right. Hell, they killed off uh, Aunt May. Yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah, and both times they brought her back weirdly. <laughs> both times. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, so getting back to Invincible, so yeah. I I can feel for you when you're watching this, and it's like uh, I don't want to say like you turn into that fanboy that's like, no, this is my special toy, you can't change it. But I can understand why some of these changes would be jarring, where you might have to wrestle with it and go, oh, I, I don't know how I feel about this. And then maybe go, you know what, ultimately I like it or or just kind of accept it for what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, really, there was a few things I didn't like. All in all, I love the whole season. Yeah. I prefer the pacing of the comic, but then I, you know, grew up in the comic. So Right, but we're also talking about, like, a technically season one of uh, – Invincible was the first 12 issues. It's That's an entire that. year. It's more than that. Like it, it, I would argue that first season would be like 25 issues, like right up like, until the big Mark Nolan or the Omni-Man Invincible fight would be yeah. the end of season one. That's what I would argue. But like the Flax I mean, and the Flax and Invasions, all three took place in one episode and all I, three <laughs> took place like every 20 or 30 issues in the comic. So, I know. I did like that, though. I thought it was kind of cool how they just hammered through that. Uh, but they still they left some nice plot threads that were kind of cool, like the uh, the Mars plot thread. Yeah, really enjoyed that the Mars. Was cool. That um, episode was great. Like that was right out of the comic. Sequids, yeah, that was that was good and creepy. I'm I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to forward to them arriving on Earth. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, all the stuff with um, who is that? Ezra Miller was in here. Yeah, Ezra Miller. Was it Ezra? I'm going through my list here. Yeah, Ezra Miller. He he's he popped up as DA Sinclair. So he made the uh, Reanimator on the Oh, there. yes. Yes, that's now, right. That like in the comic, the Reanimator was like cool and creepy and I loved it. Here, perfect. They did yes. so much justice. I loved it. Very cool. Very cool. I also liked how they immediately touched upon how DA Sinclair was going to start working for the government. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and Mark's just like, like what the fuck? Away and put him right to work. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But the worst part is, is that like when it comes to like when it comes to like tattoo in real life, that's what would have happened. Yeah. Oh, big time. They would have been like, okay, well, you got two choices: you can rot in a cell for the rest of your life, yep. or you could work for us. Uh, you'll still be a criminal and you'll still be in custody, but you'll be working for us. Like, like uh, catch me if you can. Yeah. Where he becomes, he helps them with the forgeries and stuff like that, tracking down scams. He's yeah. still a criminal. Uh, was it Frank DeBont? Anyway, but he ends up working for them and then ends up having like a, a career beyond that. So 
Or, yeah, the movie. Yeah, that was Spielberg. No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I said Frank DeBond. I meant the guy's name. Like oh, in real the life. guy's name. Okay, I thought you were talking about the director. I know he used Barry Allen as an alias. <laughs> but that's about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Quamic um, books. <laughs> touching on Walton Goggins again. Um, I was a little unsure about his casting as Cecil because I always imagined Cecil to have more of a gruff voice, like a Sam Elliott type of sound to him, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he looks like he would have that. Yeah. And I think that's probably why I didn't recognize or didn't place Goggins right away was because, like, he's done voices like that before. Mm-hmm. Whereas he didn't play this with anything other than just, like, almost deadpan. Yeah. But it worked for the character of Cecil. You know Cecil. what? It totally worked. At first, I was a little like, ah, he's a little, like, whinier than what I was expecting for Cecil. By the end of yeah. it, I loved it. I thought he was great as Cecil. And I know a lot of, like, longtime fans disagree with that way of thinking. Like, they didn't like him all the way through. But, like, he really grew on me. But I think that's part of that where... Because, like, and, and we grew up with this stuff, and so we're beholden to it, too. So I'm guilty of it, too, where you're just like, this is not how I pictured it, or this isn't yeah. my, you know, whatever. Uh, I like that I'm, I'm getting, I'm at the point where I can start getting more like, okay, well, then it's not for me. Yeah. Like the, like the Batman. I don't know if it's going to be for me. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And if it is for me, great. If it isn't, I just won't watch it. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at now. Like, if, if it's something where I feel like it's not going to be for me, I won't go watch it in the theater. I'm yeah. not going to support it that way, but I will yeah. watch it eventually to go, okay, I was right in the way I thought. Or With the Batman, I'm going to actually need to see, like, a, a full-on trailer. Yeah. And then from there, I'll decide if I see that in the theater. I have a hard time thinking – I have a hard time believing I'm not going to see it in the theater, though. I really have a hard time thinking I'm not going to see it. In the theater. I mean, I'm going to watch it in the theater. I know I'm going to watch it in the theater. I watched the Joker in the, or Joker in the theater and I really felt nothing for that film. Yeah. I guess really what I'm saying is I, I don't know if I'll go opening night. I think that's where I'm at. Cause yeah, oh, I don't yeah. see it. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't go see it in the theater, especially now that I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, by the way, my arm yep. much better now. Wow. That was quick. This morning was brutal. It was yeah. really bad, but like, I mean, obviously like, I'm not just like stationary the whole day. Like I'm moving it around. So yeah, like now yeah. it's still, it's still tender, especially in the spot, like right in there and in the muscles, but it's not as bad. Good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably have a little bit tomorrow and then by Friday I'll be back to tip top shape. <laughs> oh, here's, I thought was kind of interesting. I remember at one point, on the Masters of the Universe uh, group chat, we were talking about why did Nolan keep his bloodied suit hidden on top of a fucking shelf in his Will, house? Will was really digging into the actions of Omni-Man, like really just going like, why the fuck? But that's true, because I thought the same thing. I was like, like that's a weird place to that put that. bag of bloody clothes into the sun? <laughs> I know, or like... You know, I like I like how later we found out like he he kept it so that he could frame or fuck around with Damien Darkblood. Yeah. So that I was like, okay, like at least they had the fourth shadowing to or forethought to go. We have to explain why he did yeah. something so stupid because, like, really, it's it, it was dumb. And I was thinking about it. Then Will brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, exactly, yeah. right. And like, but the other part too is like, okay, all right, I understand you're hiding it and you need it to, to fuck with Damien Darkblood. 
But why wouldn't you hide it on the moon? Yeah. Why wouldn't you hide it on any other planet that no one else could get to except for you and Mark if he knew where he was going? Go down to the bottom of the Marianas Trench or something. Like, why would you put it, it in a baggie on the top shelf of the kitchen where your wife can go on the counter? She could it? be cleaning it. She could be cleaning the top of the counters. And I know not everyone does clean the top of the counters, but every, what, once a year, for some reason, you go up there and you see it and then you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is gross. We got to we gotta clean this. And then you get down and go, hey, honey, I think you got to clean the top of the counters. Ooh. <laughs> you get out of the house yes but but yes that was that was the one one of the only times in the whole show where i was like that's dumb that's dumb (laughs) that is so dumb like you're lucky that it took her that many episodes to find it yeah i i really liked that deborah was a strong woman in here and, and like had like the sense to go there's something fishy with my husband Yes, I did like that, too, because they they didn't have that. in. I don't I don't think she wasn't uh, any less strong in the comic books. She wasn't. She was just more um, willing. I I wasn't willing to look the other way when it came to her loved ones, but she had a hard time believing. Yes, it was hard for her. Yeah, it was hard for her to think that that uh, no one could do anything like that. Whereas I thought this was kind of more interesting because first it's like, wait. Like she's starting to see through some of the bullshit. And then she's thinking like, could he actually have done this? Mm-hmm. And then the realization that he actually did was horrible. Like yeah. you're like, I felt it. I was like, Oh God, I couldn't imagine that. Like, could you imagine like all of a sudden just suddenly thinking your wife killed somebody and then finding out that she did kill somebody. And so far she's gotten away with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely changed the dynamic in the house. Oh, big time. Now imagine your wife is a fucking superpowered alien. <laughs> like you're not getting any sleep. No. <laughs> you're going to be drinking as much wine as you possibly can just to get yeah. to sleep. And then, and that's another thing too. Like you see, she starts drinking more towards the end of the season. You're like, well, no shit. Of course she <laughs> like, is. <laughs> like, oh uh, Yeah. Maybe if I just get really drunk and obnoxious, he'll just leave me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. But even like, I even like the stuff they did with Omni-Man, like when they get the, the full scope of his power. Like, I like how this is another meme where they're just like, see this? See what they can they can only do to reproduce a fraction of our power? Like, that's a meme as well. Yep. But that was another really cool line where you're just like, like that's fucking crazy, you know? Like, what could they possibly do, really? Exactly. I mean, it's so much of the show was honestly, even though changed in the comic, it was still perfect. Like, friggin', I loved a lot of it. Um, and the casting was solid. Monster Girl, I was a little bummed out to see her get her ass kicked by um, by Battle Beast. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that kind of that kind of see and again. This is why I feel like Battle Beast came in too soon. Like I love Battle Beast, but I really think he came in too soon. He should have been left for season two. I you know I I agree with that. I I think it was too soon. Um, but I do think now like the anticipation will be there for when we see Battle Beast again. Yeah, 
But I agree. You shouldn't have. Uh, okay. Okay, buddy. You can stop licking my pants. Okay. But I can't help it, Chris. That's just for all the Yeah. So he, he just moves enough so that I can scratch his bum. <laughs> 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 so now I'm the butt scratcher. <laughs> butt scratcher. Dr. Butt scratcher. Um, shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got to say, it's just fucking so good. <laughs> it was so good. It, the last episode, though, was. <clears throat> last like episode was incredible. Like that fight. The last episode Every, was so incredible. Everything. Everything about that. Like, oh, the train sequence is probably one of the craziest things I've seen in my life. Oh, just holding Mark's head and then everything just like people going through him. I know, like, this, even, like, when they did that stuff in the comic books where they'd have, like, Mark getting punched through a building, and then through that building, he's going through people. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing, too, like, they don't ever show that in the comic books, but if you really stopped and thought about it, what are the odds that Spider-Man wouldn't be hitting people as he is thrown through a building, right? Yeah. And people will go, well, you know, he's got a spider sense, and he'd be dodging as he goes, right? What if he's unconscious? Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. to see that on that scale. And that's another reason why I have a hard time thinking that uh, live action Invincible will be get off the ground. Because it, if it does, like even rated R, it's still not going to be showing that level because it almost can't show that level. Yeah. And it might be better if it stays in the animated world because it's easier for you to go, yeah, it's a cartoon. You know, there's something to be said about seeing it in real life or like in a movie and you know it's fake, but it could still be really jarring. Like I'm mm-hmm. still fucked up from House of a Thousand Corpses because I saw shit in that movie that I shouldn't have seen. And then because of that, I've actually stayed away from other movies like Tusk, for instance. I've heard yeah. Tusk is really good. I'm not watching Tusk because I'm like, you know what? I, I'm good. I don't need to see a movie like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tusk. You know, when your brain goes... Maybe maybe take a break from this movie, mm-hmm. and you have not even gotten halfway through the movie, because that's it. I've only watched a couple of chunks of House of a Thousand Corpses. That's it. <laughs> I've never watched it all the way through thing, in buddy. one shot. <laughs> never watched it all the way through in one shot. It was like chunk one, yeah, okay. Chunk two, okay, and then chunk three was like the final final stretch. And but at that point, I was like. They're not getting away. You're not getting away. You're going to get picked up and it's going to be one of the fucking carnies. And then it was. Shocking. So I, I don't know. I, it's, it's tough to say. Would I be all for it? Yes. Yes, I would be all for it. But the other part that's tough too is the cast for the cartoon is perfect. So do you get the cast for the live action? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I mean, J.K. JK Simmons could, is still rocking his Jim Gordon body, so. Yeah, I don't, like, some of them could easily translate over, but. Well, Steve Ewan could definitely translate over. Could he, though? Mark's a teenager. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No, 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 he couldn't. He Steve couldn't. is probably, right. what, around 40, so. <laughs> but he's Asian, so he looks. There's he still he's looks, that going for him. He still looks like he's older. Yeah, he doesn't. It's not like yeah. it's not like Tobey Maguire who was rocking 20, 24, 25 when he was in high school. Supposed to be in high I, school. I mean, I can only assume. I mean, yeah, obviously they'd be Asian in the live action now after the cartoon. Yeah, well, isn't uh, isn't Mark a half Asian in the comic book too? 
uh, Kirkman has said that Debbie is Korean, but never, yeah, once, okay. never once is it said in the comic. And Mark has blue eyes through the whole thing. He's very much Caucasian. <clears throat> well, I mean, the blue eyes could be from his dad's side, the Biltramite. Good. Powerful Biltramite eyes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing I really like too, how they touched upon the, the Viltramite stuff. And I liked how they literally had the two different stories. Yeah. Like, like Nolan was like, ah, I mean, I was fucking lying, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a kid. I didn't want, I had, to, I had to tell you this, but the reality is, no, we're fucking conquerors. Yeah. We show up, we colonize, mm-hmm. we take over, and then we add to our empire. And uh, that's a brand new Viltrumite planet. Yeah. Whatever's on it gets wiped out. Yep. And then, like, and I like how he was holding off because he has a son. So he was waiting for his son to get his powers. And that's the thing, too, that I like that it goes from like being like, yeah, like I got powers. He's like, yeah, you got powers. Now we're training. And now yep. you're going to take over the earth. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I'm glad they did that in this season. I don't, I don't know, like, yeah, holding it off for 25 uh, issues was awesome in the comic book because it really lended weight, and that was a brutal fucking beatdown. But I'm glad the, br- the beatdown was just as brutal. You know, like, yeah. it was just as brutal. And, and you get the way they did with, with Omni-Man and, and Mark was perfect. Like, that, yes. that was... Right from the start, I was like, that has to be the end of first se- of the first season. Exactly. If they would have dragged that up to season two, this season wouldn't have been as good. No. No. It, it, it had to end note, like that. Great friggin' dialogue, too. Oh. Like, when he's like, what are you going to have in a thousand years, Mark? And he said, I'd have you, Dad. And then... I know! And then he has that flashback of Mark when he's a kid playing baseball, and, he, and then he flies off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, that is so awesome that is so awesome but that actually it reminded me of the ending for the actual comic book you know (laughs) yeah and you're just like because like the things that they do in the comic book is awesome like it pushes the superhero genre so like reading invincible and then reading superman right after that like immediately you're just like okay you could to say that this is the most realistic take on Superman all you want, but this is actually a really cooler take on what this guy would do. Cause within 5,000, it was that, yeah, 5,000 years, then 5,000 years, he, you know, fucking like brought peace. <laughs> like he saved yeah. everyone. Yeah. You know, saved and, and then made it so that the Viltramites can coexist peacefully with other planets and other races and stuff like that like he extends the viltramite army past anything his father could have ever comprehended but he did it his own way and i'm like this is so awesome Mm -hmm. yep plus i also kind of like how uh invincible gets bigger muscular the older he gets yeah so he goes from like that spider-man physique in the early days to more of a Captain America physique by the end of the run. And you're like, well, that makes a lot of sense. That's perfect. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I could rave about Invincible all day long. 
the animation was amazing. The animation was absolutely amazing. Uh, the color spectrum of the animation. Like, I like that this was a very bright, um, eye-catching cartoon as opposed to dark and dreary and edgy. Yeah. Because, again, we're talking about a comic book that's also brightly colored. Yes. And, and I think that's the other thing that would throw people, too, is because it's almost cartoony in the comic books. So when you get that disgusting gory violence it's just like it's jarring because i remember the first time i saw it i was just like whoa holy shit like that's crazy yeah i was i mean it didn't it didn't prepare me for the omni man fight but it was still just like holy shit yeah yeah fuck man people think that omni man fight was crazy just wait for conquest to arrive just wait (laughs) oh god (laughs) Yeah. Like, wow. It's uh, I look at Invincible and I think it's uh, it's basically what would happen if it's Superman and or Spider-Man and Dragon Ball Z smashed together. Because mm. you have fights that are like four issues long. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> but at no point in time are you just like, okay, all right. You're just like, how the fuck does he get out of this one? I can't wait to see Langstrom. Like that's gonna be really cool. Yep. Is that the that's what I'm thinking about? The one with the the brain and the Langstrom. All, yeah. Langstrom, Langstrom? Levy. yeah. Langstrom, Langstrom, Levy. Langstrom. Yeah. I almost said Levy Langstrom. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I think that's gonna be really cool. That's gonna be great. Uh, if we're gonna see alternate ver- the alternate versions of Mark Grayson, I think would be really cool. Like the Cannibal one. Conquest when he arrives. I I I would love to see an animated version of the Invincible War, but it's not gonna happen with all those characters. It's gonna happen. It's, it's just not going to happen with those characters. Like, oh, you know, yeah, 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 even, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, part of the deal. Part of the deal with Amazon was like none of Kirkman's other characters actually appear in Invincible could appear in this. So, yeah, that's right. That's why Science Dog was Seance Dog. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Why we won't see Tech Jacket or the Astounding Wolf Man. That's right. That's right. Or Brit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. It's a, it's it's a, a weird call for them to make. It's a weird call for yeah, them to it, make. It's, but. it's kind of a bummer. I mean, like, if I was Kirkman, I understand him wanting to keep everything separate because, you know, you make more money doing it that way. But isn't it kind of nice, too, to have a connected, your your universe connected on TV? I personally, I think that that'd be that'd be what I would have done. But it's hard to say, too, because then again, like, like Kirkman isn't just hands off with this, too. So, like, mm. he didn't have to sign the deal. He could have said, yeah, no, I'm good. And yeah. then shopped the property around. Yeah, but he ultimately went with Amazon because he thought that'd be the best bet. Yeah, and it seems to be working. Yeah, and so far I can't really say I blame him. I mean, yeah. this is like it's a one-two punch. The Amazon with the the boys and uh, Invincible. So you got two really dark takes on superheroes. Yeah. The difference though is that like with the boys, uh, Garth Ennis hates superheroes. You can tell he hates superheroes. You read the book, you can tell he hates superheroes. He fucking hates superheroes with a passion. Kirkman, on the other hand, loves superheroes, mm-hmm. but he also loves uh, doing things differently with them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I and that's that's the difference. Now the boys TV show, there's uh, they don't hate superheroes. <laughs> they don't hate superheroes. <laughs> I, they just loved the property and they're, they're doing the best they can with it. And I, I can't wait for season three, like soldier boy, I think is going to be interesting. Oh man. Jensen Ackles. I'm so pumped to see him in there. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. That's going to be really sweet. Ripped. Holy crap. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle, uh, the soldier boy. Cause soldier boys fucking like the exact opposite of captain America in every way, shape and form. Like he's a total <laughs> pussy. He, he can barely fight. I think he, uh, I think in the comic books, he was like, he blew Homelander without any prodding. Cause he thought that's just what you do. Oh, that's how you join the boys or, or, uh, Vought team seven or Vought seven or whatever. He's like, Oh, okay. I'll suck your dick. (laughs) 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 I couldn't even imagine that. I I think I would probably be like, wait, I got a, what? Uh, Everyone's done it to be on this team. And it's not just, it's all of them. I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't really need to. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see, but I'm I'm like I can't wait for season two of Invincible. The second it was done, I was like, I hope I don't have to wait four years for this. I hope it comes quick. I hope I mean, so too. It's I hope animated. So too. It's animated, so but that's I, easy to I, say I though. It's easy can. to say animated would be quicker, but it is easy to say that, but I mean this is a high the, level with of the animation pandemic going on it's probably easier to do yeah i, I, I think mean california is like wide open again i i don't i think yeah they're all well i think california i think has been wide open for quite some time yeah no masks everything's it, it depends on the state and open. who's running it <laughs> yeah so um yeah no i can't wait for more invincible i'm i'm pumped I'm pumped that my favorite comic book is is a series, and even though I'm a little upset with some of the changes, and I'm a lot of upset with some of the idiot people that are joining the fan base. Um, like, what do you mean joining the fan base? Oh, fuck, man. I've been a part of this Facebook group called the Vincent Fans for, I don't know, 10 years. It's been around since okay. the beginning of Facebook, right? And it's just all the fans of the comic talking about the comic. Showing right. panels. Yeah. Hey, I got this artist. I got this page. Yeah. Right? And now it's full of, oh, don't talk about the comic. You're spoiling the show for all of us. Oh, <laughs> and okay. Yeah. Full of I that. see what you mean. It's full of that. And, and now, now all the old fans that have been in forever are just like, well, fuck this place. I'm out, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. So, like, now you feel like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's, you want to say, okay, well, then don't show up on this forum. Yeah. And they go, well, I'll read the comic then. And, Oh no, I don't want to read the comic. I want everything to be a surprise for me in the TV show. Well, well then stay off this fucking forum. Fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? So, yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. And even then it's just like, okay, but I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. Yeah. I, I feel like if I was on some sort of forum and I was talking about Daredevil and somebody was just like, oh, don't talk about Daredevil because uh, you're, you'll ruin season three. And then I'd be like, then fuck off. Like, go somewhere else to talk about Daredevil. Go create your own forum where it's just people that only watch the show and are only familiar with the character from the show. Yeah. And you guys could talk about it all you want. Um, but also, I don't know, maybe don't be a dick about it. Hey, just a heads up, guys. I don't want anything spoiled to me. Then log off. Get out of that forum for that day. Get the fuck out. Like there's um, where is it here? 
I gotta find it. I'm, I shouldn't even be surprised at this point. I really shouldn't be. This was like this was like a day or two ago. Please tell me he didn't delete it. <laughs> he had a feeling uh, that he was going to be on the podcast. Now I don't even see it. But Otley literally posted um, a page that he did from the comic, and someone went off on him on Twitter saying that he was spoiling the show for everyone. And he's like, "Don't think of it as a spoiler. Just think of it as a trailer of what's to come." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's actually a good way to put it, too. I was just like, are you seriously going after like one of the creators right now about spoilers? What do they care? What they're the like, fuck? They're invincifan57 at gmail.com. They're yeah. not, you know, Chris Mercier. Uh, so They're hiding behind their keyboard, so it's okay for them to say that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, I almost forgot. I, I wanted to say hi to all our friends in Malaysia. Hey, hey, it turns out we're top 100. So uh, I'm not sure how to say it in Malaysian, but thank you so much for the support, guys. We really appreciate it. Kenneth's laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm not very happy. Today, about and this. I was like, are you kidding me? On Apple Podcasts, the Geek Pants Camcast is in the top 100 for movie podcasts in Malaysia. Hey, hey, you know who else was in Malaysia? Who? Five syllables. Derek Zoolander. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was pretty cool. Um, and he saved the president of Malaysia. He did. But yeah, no, that's it is really cool. It's it's interesting that we I I guess I mean we're we were bound to be a hit somewhere. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm I fine mean, with being a hit in Malaysia. I yeah, mean, hey, Hasselhoff's big in Germany. We could be big in Malaysia. Yeah, exactly. The Malaysian Hasselhoffs. That's right. We could be like all hammered, eating burgers on the ground, yep. and saying hi to our friends in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <sighs> but yeah, so since we're talking about Invincible, I want to give a special shout out to uh, a guy I talked to on Instagram. His, he goes by Dave's Comics. Dave's Comics. Dave's hey. Comics. Huge Invincible fan, <clears throat> found my stuff on Instagram, and then just started talking to me one day because he didn't see anyone that actually loved Invincible as much as him. Oh! So that was cool, and uh, yeah, so now we're buddies. Hey, Dave. What's up, Dave? Keep up the good work. <laughs> and I want to give a special shout out to Radiant Black, because everyone should be reading it. And I'm saying yes. Radiant Black... Because 100%. Kirkman has said, if you miss Invincible, this is the comic to read. And I could not agree with him more because it's blowing yeah. my mind every issue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's still only the fourth issue or is there the fifth out issue yet? Five's out. Okay. All right. I got I to read it that It's crazy, one. man. It's crazy. It has to be crazy. It has yeah. to be nuts. Issue four was bonkers. Yeah. Fucking I, I'm like bonkers. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm not even going to try to figure out what's going to come down the line. Yeah, it's probably best. It's probably best. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh but so yeah, good. like I, I think my theory about him trying to be as good as his his buddy, mm-hmm. I think that's going to come into play. I don't see this being like the makings of a supervillain. Yeah, but at the same time, having said that. I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know either. I mean, I thought maybe that was the route they were gonna go, only because the twist that they've been throwing at me has been 
throwing me on my ass. <laughs> That's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, another one I'm looking forward to is the resolution to the Immortal Hulk run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the Incredible Hulk, number one, yeah. with Donnie Cates. And Ryan Otley. And Ryan Otley. Like, like, Holy shit. What? That like, is a what? team. That is a team right there. I stand by my prediction. I think, uh, quote unquote, Baby Hulk gets killed. Uh, and I think Leonard Sampson also gets killed. Yep. But I think that these deaths are final for now, except for like Baby Hulk. Yeah. Or Classic Hulk. I'll say Classic Hulk because I, I hate that they called him Baby Hulk. I really do. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense within the construction of the story and how they're different uh, personalities. So it makes sense that the most childlike would be the Baby Hulk. But I hate it. I hate that it's called Baby Hulk, you yeah. know. But uh, I can't believe you stopped at that book. That book is so good. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go back to. It. I wasn't feeling it like. I what really part loved, did you get? I to? really really loved the horror aspects. I really loved the horror aspects. But but whenever the superhero stuff came into it, it, it I was just like, I'm not into this. Like this is not why I'm reading this book. Does like with the like Gamma Flight with that stuff. Yeah, the Gamma Flight stuff, the little Avengers appearances. Um, issue 25 was just really fucking weird. Like the, a double sized issue with like weird a weird language with all these weird people oh yeah planet. yeah no i i i didn't I really that. like that episode, i read that, that i was just that like episode. oh my god <laughs> i didn't really like that issue either but uh yeah. I, i'm like at issue 40 i'm well i'm waiting for issue 48 that's right so that's coming out i think this month so yeah or next month it might be next month it's almost there oh it's just it's so crazy but, i mean good. there is a lot of shit that i loved like the whole abomination thing was creepy as fuck um um red harpy i guess that's what she's going by now she was red she hulk but now she's yeah like, yeah red harpy as like, like big, betty ross as red harpy like that's nuts just yeah. the stuff they're doing like it's really it's crazy the stuff with the, the green door and then of course there's the red door and all the different hulk variations and mm-hmm. like i'm still trying to figure out like if we're gonna see like smart hulk again Cause he hasn't been in this run at all. And I like, I mean, they show why he's not in this run, but it's still just, and it's all the fucking leader, like, yep. and the leader looks incredible. Uh, as always guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, for another Camcast. Um, yeah. I mean, invincible. If you haven't seen it by now, watch it. Cause it's just yeah. great. And you got like Amazon, I said, watch it. If you don't have Amazon, sign up to Amazon to watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Amazon Prime, free shipping, bitches. Yeah. And on top of that, you could also be watching The Boys, and you could be watching The Jack Ryan Show. You could be watching a bunch of movies. They have, I think they have almost all the Mission Impossibles on there. They got a lot of great exclusive movies, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, watch Invincible. Um, yeah, if you have watched it, let us know what you think. If you wa- read the comic book, let us know what you think. If mm-hmm. you... Actually, if you have suggestions of stuff that you'd like to see us do, uh, watch, or things like that, because I've got some ideas for Halloween this year. It's a little bit different, and I haven't run them by Kenneth yet, and I'm going to wait a couple more days so he'll <laughs> stew about it. But I'm, I'm excited about this, and I think this might actually work. Um, but as always, let us know in the comments. Let us know uh, on any of the platforms, because like 
we're everywhere. There's nowhere we're not. I mean, we're literally in Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, seriously. So it's not just, you know, YouTube. It's not just Facebook. It's not just Instagram. It's not just Twitter. Okay. It's not just SoundCloud and Apple and Google Podcasts. And it's not just the uh, geekpantsmedia.com. It's also Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. The whole country. I mean, we're probably celebrities and we don't even know it. They probably hate us now. Yeah. <laughs> now they're probably like, you know what? No, we're good. We're good. We're right we're good. out of the top 100 with that. Boom, gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're arrogant pricks now. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I all jokes like, aside, like, I love yeah. the support and we appreciate the support. We love Absolutely. that our subscribers are climbing. Um, just keep doing what you're doing, keep watching and Please let us know. Let us know if we're doing stuff you like. Let us know if we're doing stuff you hate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, if you say that we're spoiling too much shit, then yeah. Sorry. Well, that's on you. That's on you because on you. we are uh, spoiling. And besides, you don't want to piss off Anton Chigurh. Oh, this is so brutal. Oh, boy. That is just. Oh, that's man. pretty close, eh? It's really, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's the face. That cold death stare. The face of a killer right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I need is a high-pressure air air gun. <laughs> Although you laughed, but the first time I saw him kill somebody with that, I was like, yeah, I would die. Yeah. Fuck. He does yeah. it so quickly and casually that by the time you register what he's done you're already in whatever respective place you you believe in you're in heaven hell you know you're hanging out with allah whatever yeah like i was and i was like oh my god if that was real life that's it like you're dead you're dead man i was like why is this guy walking around with an oxygen tank (laughs) you're like oh it's high pressure air yeah (laughs) oh such a good movie oh yeah all right, and on that note, ladies yes. and gentlemen, and and uh, actually everybody of all the gender spectrums, thank Stay you so much. Invincible. And that's it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>